business of drag and me with your host, the wonderful Brayden. We'll talk about taxes. We'll talk about business. We'll talk about life. Spill the tea. See you there. Hello, friend, and welcome back. This is Brayden, yet again, your favorite gay tax attorney on YouTube and podcast, helping drag professionals with business, finance, tax, and legal topics. Now, if you missed the welcome video, I'll just let you know what we're doing here is a 12-part series that's giving you a breakdown of the framework that I teach in my book, Unfuck Your Biz. It really gives you like the tax and legal background that I think everyone should have when they're a freelancer, entrepreneur, self-employed person, all that good stuff. So first things first, uh, why we're starting here? Well, part one is titled Calculating Net Business Income. I probably could come up with something sexier for the YouTube algorithm. I don't know, maybe we'll workshop that. But this is the topic that we're talking about. Because in the first few videos, I'm going to walk you through how the IRS in the United States actually calculates our income tax. And you might be thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, it's like the last thing I want to learn. I totally get it. I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. I'm not going to go through every single step imaginable because the goal is not to make you a tax accountant. Okay. You can hire me if you want one of those. All right. Instead, it's just to give you a general understanding of how our taxes work and operate so that if you ever I don't know, like win a reality competition show with your drag and get a $100,000 cash prize, you'll understand how it's taxed. Or if you win a competition on a more local level with a smaller prize, you'll understand how that's taxed, how it impacts your taxable income. You'll know when you get money from a gig or from tips, how you're supposed to report it, where the money goes, how that's shown on your tax return, really just the basics. And a lot of this is helping you plan for your taxes so that you're you're going to know how much you'll owe and you'll know how much to save super important so you don't get behind on taxes but also we need to be able to determine whether the people that we're hiring kind of pass the bullshit test right like you just need to know just enough so that if you're asking the tax person you're hiring some questions you can tell you know what based on what Braden told me that doesn't really sound right. Like, I don't think that's totally right. I'm going to ask some more questions or I'm going to go into this a little bit weary, maybe hire another person. So that's where we're going. So today we're talking about calculating net business income. This is part one. And we're going to start out by talking about tax forms. Exciting. I know tax forms. Now, don't worry. I'm going to break this down as simple as possible. I actually brought props. This is my Matryoshka. These are Russian stacking dolls. And this is how I like to tell people to think about tax forms. All right. The main form on your tax return, I call it, I, I tell people to think of it like a cover, like the cover page of your tax return. Imagine that a tax return is a binder and inside the binder, there's a whole bunch of forms. And if you have really, really simple taxes, like if you don't really make any money, like at all, you don't have any money, you technically wouldn't even need to file a tax return. But what you would do if you wanted to file one to get maybe a credit or a refund of some kind, if you're owed one, you fill out the 1040 name, address, social security number. You might answer two other questions. That's it. You mail it in. Only the first form in your binder is filled out. If you have some more information, you might need to fill out more forms. And the 1040 is going to reference those. So this is your IRS 1040. Now, let's assume that uh, you are a freelancer, you're a drag professional, you have drag income, and we're going to treat that as self-employment income 
so that you can take tax deductions and start to build a history of self-employment income because in the future you might need that schedule c in order to verify income to rent an apartment buy a house whatever so line 7a of the 1040 there's a section that shows income and you're going to look on there and it's you're not going to see like a line for freelancer business income instead you're going to see line 7a asks for other income and it's going to tell you to go to the schedule one so you're going to pop out and you're going to go to the schedule one let me put my stacking doll back together so there's our 1040 now we're on the schedule one okay you'll notice that on line three of the schedule one it asks for business income but in order to figure out your business income you got to go to the schedule c all right so that's the schedule c we have our 1040 we have our schedule one and now we have our schedule C. Now I actually have a lot of the forms, hold on just a second. I keep this handy, like for my own reference, this is just like a super sexy, fun little bulletin board I have back here with all of the pins I bought at DragCon. So Sugarcane is, uh, Sugarcane's holding up most of our forms here. So if we go to the Schedule C, just to give you an example, we have a whole section on expenses. So advertising, commissions and fees, this is where you would put your business income, right? So if you get all your money from gigs, you do some sponsorships, it's all gonna go on here. You're gonna deduct your advertising costs, your travel, your meals, all of that good stuff. And I was trying to define if any of these expenses require you to fill out additional forms. We'll just use a hypothetical. So if you needed to calculate something really specific on your Schedule C, it might send you to another form. You get the picture, right? So once you fill out your whole Schedule C, you're going to get the uh, total amount of business profit that you have, right? And then that number is going to get carried over and put back on your Schedule 1. And then you're going to fill out the rest of the Schedule 1, which shows other areas of income, uh, adjustments, deductions, other really fun tax stuff. And then once you get the total from that or the total from those lines, you'll put the totals back on your 1040. And then by the time you're done, your 1040 shows your entire tax picture. So I hope that visual helps. I know it's a little silly, but I'm kind of a visual learner myself sometimes. Really, I like to teach and learn through analogies. So that's what I try to do. So this leads us uh, to an important question. We talked about the tax forms, but the question I often get is, okay, Braden, but do I really have a business? We talked about that a little bit in the last video, I believe. And the answer I'm gonna tell you is, probably yes. It all comes down to whether you intend to make a profit. So all of those of you watching, I don't know, there might be like two, <laughs> two of you when I start this YouTube channel, hopefully a lot more of you down the road are circling back to this video, but everyone's going to be in different positions, right? So if you're at home and you're watching video tutorials, you're learning how to do makeup, you're doing all of these things, and you haven't really like booked anything yet, you're not really making money. Well, that's not really a business if you're not intending it to be one. So all that makeup you're buying, probably not tax deductible. Once you, uh, maybe you go out and you do, let's see, I just interviewed Juicebox uh, from Canada, Drag Race Canada season one yesterday for the show. So tune into that episode, it will be really fun. And Juice said that she got her start doing a drag competition at a local bar. I think that's how a lot of people probably get started. And let's uh, say that she wins and she makes some money. 
That would be a prize, but Juice might not say that she has a business yet. Okay. But once she decides, oh, you know what? Like, this would be really fun. I think it'd be good at it. I'm going to go try to get some bookings. Now she probably has an intent to make a profit and she would likely have a business. So what does having a business, like I'm using air quotes here, what does having a business really mean? Well, the downside is it means that we might, we might, keyword might owe more in taxes because the IRS in the United States, the IRS charges us income taxes and self-employment taxes. So we pay income taxes based on our tax bracket. And then everyone who has self-employment income, which you get through earned income, like a business, we won't go too into the weeds on what earned income is or self-employment income. But if you have a business, you have self-employment income and you pay taxes, additional taxes on that. And that pays uh, your fair share of Medicare and Social Security, right? When we are when we are employees, our employers take care of all of that. When we're self-employed, we have to do that. So we have income tax and self-employment tax, but that also pays into the system for you. So when you retire and you're ready to collect that, you have paid into it and you are able to collect. So that is also important. The upside is that a business can actually show a loss which means if you start your drag profession in your first year, maybe your first couple of years, you might not make a profit. You might have more expenses than you do have profits. And that's okay. That's okay because we can't all expect to be profitable in our first year. If you think about a lot of large companies there, I mean, I don't know if this is like still to the state true, but the last I read, like Tesla still hadn't turned a profit after how many years in business. We might have to get a citation for that. But that's really common in these huge businesses that require a lot of capital. So us smaller, I call most of us micro businesses, businesses doing like under $500,000 a year. Because if you can believe it, like a small business in the eyes of the IRS is classified up to 25 million dollars. So I call us micro businesses. Us micro businesses also get a little bit of leeway when it comes to showing a loss. Uh, also, I mentioned earlier, you often will need a Schedule C to show proof of income. Now, if you're outside of the US, this is probably still true, just with different tax forms, I would imagine. Here, our tax forms are what we use to show profit if we need to show proof of income. You go to get a mortgage, they're going to say, all right, well, we don't have pay stubs from your employer. How do we know that you're actually making money? They won't just take your bank statements, right? You have to show a tax return. Uh, often people get themselves in trouble on their tax returns because they like to cheat the system a little bit, not report income, over-report deductions, and then it shows that they make very little money, and then they have a hard time getting approved for even things like uh, an apartment. Some landlords require tax returns. So it's important that we treat our business as one when we're getting started. Also, uh, if you want drag to be your full-time gig, your full-time thing down the road and fund your lifestyle, it's important to get a legitimate business now. It just sets you up really, really well to grow. All right. So we talked about tax forms generally. I also like to note that there are two types of tax forms. We have what I call um, like informational tax forms. And then we have the forms that actually go on your tax return. So we talked about the 1040, the schedule one, the schedule C, those are all forms that are part of your binder that I call it, so to speak, they get sent to the IRS. Other forms are informational in nature. They're given to you in order to help you complete your tax return. So 
You've probably heard of a 1099, even if you don't totally know what it is, that's okay. I'm going to explain it to you. A 1099 is one of these type of informational forms. So let's say I'm going to hire some uh, drag professionals to model with me and for me at a photo shoot I'm doing in Palm Springs for the drag tax and business of drag website. It's going to be fabulous. If I pay them $600 or more via cash or check, then I legally need to give them a 1099. And all that 1099 does is it's a tax form that gets filed with the IRS that says, hey, Braden paid this drag professional $600 or more. And then the IRS has that on file and expects for that $600 or more to be reported by that drag professional when they file their taxes. The reason why we do this, you can kind of see why the IRS would want us to do this, right? But I'm going to take that as a tax deduction on my tax return, right? So I'm going to use that to save taxes on my return. So the IRS is thinking, all right, well, if Braden's saving taxes by paying this amount, we want the makeup of that to be this other person is reporting the income on their tax return. So I'm sure in this profession, there are a lot, a lot of circumstances where people don't get 1099s and they should get them. Um, if you want to do everything by the book, you know, you should get on top of it, request your 1099s if you, you should be getting them. If you're paying other people, you should send them. I do have a blog post on 1099s on my primary website. We'll put a link to that in the description or the show notes if you want to check it out. But ultimately, we send those every January. So you can just make a mental note or make an actual note to circle back to that in January to read up on 1099s. Okay. So now that we've talked about our tax forms, we're going to turn around and talk about finding business income because finding business income is our first step in really calculating our tax liability. All right. The amount of tax that we're going to owe when we file our taxes. And first, I want us to look at a mock-up of a profit and loss statement. So I'll put that up on the screen. You can see we have profit or we have revenue, sorry, revenue at the top. And then we're going to have cost of goods and we'll have gross profit. So let me explain that little section real quick. Our revenue is all the money we bring in. All right. It's all of the money that you make in your business. Cost of goods is it's not technically an expense. It operates like an expense, but it's its own category. This is the amount of money that you're spending specifically on the things that go into products that you're selling. So like physical goods. Right. So these pins are a great example. All right. If you are going to go to, let's say you go to DragCon and you set up a booth and you're going to buy a bunch of merch, the amount of money you spend on that merch is your cost of goods. So let's say you spend $2,000 on the merchandise you're taking and you sell it all for $5,000. You sell out of everything. It's fantastic, right? You have $5,000 in revenue. You have $2,000 in cost of goods, the amount you spend on the things. And then you have $3,000 and gross profit. So that's how those first few lines look. Now, when we go down to our expenses, if we're just talking about the DragCon experience, let's say you spend $1,000 on your booth and then your hotel and air travel and your meals and everything involved with that trip also cost you $1,000, right? So we had $5,000 in revenue, $2,000 in cost of goods, that leaves $3,000 in gross profit, $1,000 for our booth, that's an expense. $1,000 for travel, hotel, and everything else, other expenses. That leaves us with profit of $1,000, right? 
And think about all the math that we could do there. It leaves us with a profit of $1,000. That's the amount of money that you're taking away from this experience. It's the profit, right? So our profit margin, if we wanted to calculate profit margin, let me, I should be able to do that manually. $1,000 divided by $5,000 is a 20% profit margin. So that's the amount of profit we have. That uh, $1,000 is the amount of money on which we would pay tax. Okay, so we only owe tax on the profit. That's how that works. So our P&L or our profit and loss statement that I've been showing you, this is something I call an internal document. You don't send that to the IRS. You do your bookkeeping, you manage all your finances. If you hire a bookkeeper, they're gonna do that for you. And then if you're hiring someone like us at Drag Tax, we're gonna send you a profit and loss every month. So you can see your expenses, your cost of goods, your revenue. You get a snapshot of what your finances look like for the month. It gives you a good uh, view as to the health of your business how you did that month, so on and so forth. And then when you go to file your taxes, you're going to pull up that Schedule C that I have back there on the board, right? Think about our Matryoshka. You're going to pull up the Schedule C, and then you're going to have all everything summarized on your profit and loss. And it's going to be super easy to fill out that form on your tax return. Now, you won't literally fill out the form. If you use tax software, they just ask you questions, you answer them, and then it fills out the form for you. That's how the software works. Okay. Now I want to talk about what it looks like when you have multiple revenue streams in your business. I wish I had another prop for this, but I think we're just going to use a, a pie chart visual as well. Whenever I think about revenue streams, um, this is a question I get asked. I don't know if it's something that's going to pop up a lot in this business. Let me know in the comments if this is something that you've been curious about or if it's something you've thought about. Because in uh, working with other businesses, I often get the question, They'll say, Brayden, I don't know if I should have multiple businesses or if I just have multiple revenue streams in one business. That's not really how they phrase it, but that's how I phrase it to make more sense of the types of questions I'm getting. And to give you an example of what would that look, what that look would look like, I'm going to talk about Trixie Mattel for a second. Why? Well, because anyone who's watching this, if you're a drag professional or you like drag, you probably know who Trixie is. And she's a really a uh, great example because we all see all the different business endeavors that Trixie has, right? She has, uh, she does tours, right? So she does her own tours. She does tours with Katya. She performs, I'm sure, locally as well when she's in LA or back in Milwaukee. She co-owns a bar in Milwaukee. I feel like a stalker now because I know all of this information, but it's very uh, <laughs> out there on social media. So she has that. She has Trixie Motel, of course, and she I'm sure made money from Discovery Plus, whoever the parent company is of Discovery Plus, when they got that show. She has the income from the motel itself. She has her makeup company and she has her music. So I think those are the main things. So I would kind of split it into motel. So we have motel, uh, makeup company, uh, music so like the royalty she makes off of her music. And then I'd say like everything else. So everything that she's making from bookings, gigs, tips, et cetera. So those are four, I would say like four core revenue streams that go into Trixie's bank account or probably multiple bank accounts. So the way we could look at this is Trixie could have four different businesses. They could each be filed as a LLC. They could be taxed however she wants to have them taxed, however she's talked about it with her accountant. Or she could have one big business 
where each of those four revenue streams are like a slice of pie. So we have a pie chart. Let's picture a pie chart. We have four revenue streams. So let's say for easy math, each of those four is 25%. And then if we wanted, we could break that pie down even further. That fourth catch-all category, we could break into uh, several different categories. So like tours with Katya, uh, solo tours, and then like tips and local gigs. Those could all be parts of the pie, right? So I give this example just so that you understand that you could have multiple sources of revenue coming into your business. Maybe you get paid to do posts on Instagram during Pride Month. That's a revenue source. You get tips. That's a revenue source. You get the picture. All of this is going to come into your business, hopefully into your business bank account. And it's all going to make up that top line on your profit and loss, the revenue. Whether you should separate those into different businesses, it's more of a legal question. And we're going to talk about that in a, one of the later parts of this series, because I am by background, a lawyer. I'm not your lawyer. This is not personal legal advice, but I am just going to generally educate on uh, how these types of business entities would work. So I think this video has probably gone a little longer than anticipated, but hopefully it's been helpful, educational, informative. It's given you the first step in understanding how our taxes are calculated, coming up with our business revenue and profit, right? We're going to talk more about this whole expense category in the PL later, but we got to our business uh, revenue, right? So I think what, it, what the hell did we call this? Calculating net business income was the title of the video. We have revenue. We talked about our pie, how revenue can be kind of like a pie, multiple sources of income, right? Cost of goods, gross profit, all of our expenses. And that's how we get to our profit and our business. Don't worry so much about the lines underneath of what says owner profit in the profit and loss. We'll talk about that later. But this owner profit amount that I have on there is what we're taxed on. So that's our net business income in the eyes of the IRS. So now that we understand that, I hope you're ready for lesson number two. If you're kind of watching these passively, you're like, I'm just kind of soaking it in, go ahead and go to the next video. But if you are being like a real student of this and you, and you want to make sure that you learn it all, maybe decompress, take some time, rewatch the video if you want. If you have questions, comments, drop them in the YouTube comments, especially as I'm just getting started in YouTube. I'm going to be very excited to hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, read non-hateful comments in the videos. We'll see. But, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, also, I should tell you all before I conclude the video, follow me on social media if you would like TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at DragTax and um, do all the stuff that I'm supposed to tell you to do as a YouTuber now. Uh, ring the bell thing, um, follow, subscribe, that stuff. Super fun, super helpful. If you're listening on podcast, leave a review. That would be fabulous. And that's all for this video. I will see you in the next one. Hi everyone, it's me, Robin Saga for the cast of season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you need help doing your taxes? Of course you do. You're stupid, but you're pretty. You might be a drag queen and you can do dips and splits and all of that other stuff. You can grab a dollar, two dollars, but are you paying Uncle Sam? If you don't know how, you need help. And that's why you need Business of Drag. That's right, you need Business of Drag. Taxes are a drag. Tune in for help from a pro. All right, all you drag performers out there, Taxes are stressful. We all know tax season. Taxes are stressful, stress causes wrinkles, and filler is not deductible. Hire us for help. You need it. You really, really do. Hey everyone, I help. Oh, there goes my titty. That is not deductible. Mm -hmm. Okay.
Hey everybody, it's me, Robin Sock from the cast season. Ooh, sorry. Hey everybody, it's me, Robin Sock from the cast season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm here to tell you that if you're stupid and pretty just like me, you might need help on your taxes, because taxes are a drag. But you need to tune in for help, oh, motherfucker. I goddamn it, I got this wrong. Okay, one more time. Sorry. Hi everyone, it's me, Robin Sock from the cast season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. You guys, if you're like me. You're beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, stunning. People run down the street just to get a look at you. But you're also insanely stupid and not good at doing things like math or handling your money. That's why Business of Drag is here. Taxes are a drag. Tune in for help from a pro. Might I add, taxes are stressful. Stress causes wrinkles and filler is not deductible. No, no deducti. Hire us for help. You need it. Business of drag! Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Or Uncle Slam will do do a split on your throat, metaphorically speaking. Do your taxes.